Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. And welcome back to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Michael Powell. He is a solutions consultant at ZL Technologies. Welcome, Michael. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing really great. I'm excited that you're here with us today. Um, Michael, why don't you give us a little insight into ZL Technologies and what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, I'd love to. So ZL has been around for a little over 20 years. Uh, we got our start in the secure email and compliance space, but over the last 20 years, we've moved into records management, e-discovery, um, a variety of different search applications. Uh, we provide pretty much a sol- full suite of uh, information governance services to a lot of Fortune uh, 1000 uh, government agencies, that kind of thing. Wow. So, you know, something that's really easy. Sounds like a really easy job. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, definitely. There's a lot of overlap with a lot of different industries, so it's nice to you know, have a little bit of search, a little bit of, um, you know, legal technology, that kind of thing. So we definitely get to see a lot of interesting business problems and regulatory problems. And you're keeping information safe is kind of what it's based on, but it's it's blossomed into so much more. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the first kind of motivator for us was, you know, secure email, email search and email compliance back like in the late 90s, early 2000s. But, you know, over time, as, as regulations change, as business needs change, um, you know, we've had to pivot ourselves multiple times, come up with new products, um, you know, target new markets. So that's something that we are always, con- you know, keeping track of is, you know, what's needed in the industry and, and what kind of products can we bring to bear for those problems. So what are some of, I guess, the top, like the top three challenges you're finding in the industry right now and then the solutions that you specifically at ZL Tech are providing? Yeah, so, you know, I, I would say like the first major um you know, problem that businesses face in this space is, is just integration. General, you know, getting everything under one umbrella. Uh, so w- one way that we like to describe it is bringing data out of the dark. You know, you can imagine a company is going to have a lot of data generated just from their nat- natural day-to-day activities. And one of the challenges of a, you know, corporate governance official or officer in the company is, you know, how do we bring that stuff under the umbrella of compliance? How do we keep track of what's there without, you know, disrupting business activity? So that's always sort of the fundamental uh, you know, t- uh, like tension between the, the business and the legal slash compliance needs. But I would say that's sort of the, you know, th- that's the thing that we've been experiencing for 10 to 15 years in this industry. Uh, but the next types of things are pretty common, sort of big headline stuff like GDPR or just d- data privacy in general, how companies are trying to either structure themselves in anticipation of new regulations or how they're even trying to maybe combat or tweak um, proposed regulations. So that that's definitely something that a lot of our customers um have been concerned about, but um, you know, as a solutions consultant, I really work a lot more on very narrow problems that are faced by you know a particular company or government agency. And the services you guys provide, some of the top things are, are data sources, storage optimization, and, and data migration. Um, what what are some of the reasons why why ZL Tech is the top company to use for these services? Because I know they're provided by others as well. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of great companies out there for those you know those services, but at the enterprise scale. If you want to do all those things at the same time, as well as, you know, search across that data or archive it, you know, we provide, like I said before, that full suite of services. So we can provide, you know, professional services in the sense of, you know, customizing or configuring, customizing or configuring the product. Um, we can, you know, 
work with very unique architectures at the enterprise level. So we bring to bear a lot of expertise in deployment and migration um, that a lot of other companies either don't have or are starting to build up. But, you know, we've been in the industry for 20 years. So that definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that, you know, sets us apart, I believe, is sort of the, the unified approach that we take, where we full text index everything. You know, we have a lot of experience with different types of headers, different types of communications data. So we're really comfortable, you know, integrating new data sources on the fly, working with customers that might have something that we've never seen before. So we can provide that really, you know, close level of attention and, you know, high level of expertise that, you know, maybe other firms either don't have or, you know, have, but maybe aren't able to provide as, as quickly as we are. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Michael, give us a, a little bit of background about yourself. Um, how did you come to be at ZL Tech and, and really what's one of your motivating uh, features here? Yeah, so, um, you know, I got started in tech working in startups. Um, you know, throughout my education, I, I was always, you know, doing some contract coding work on the side, starting companies with friends, helping other friends of mine that were starting companies. So I started off in the tech space at like really a low level, small companies working on very narrow problems. Um, but over time, I wanted to kind of find a place where I'd be working with bigger companies, taking a little bit more ownership in what I was doing, but also, you know, learning a lot from older, more experienced people. And that's kind of what drove me to ZL was, you know, the the industry expertise, The it's a relatively small environment compared to, let's say, a Microsoft, so you get a lot more ownership and control. And, uh, you know, the benefit of that is that I can actually, you know, deal with a client, see an issue in real time, and then go right to the dev team, go right to our CTO, and actually, like, work through those problems, you know, very quickly and in real time. Uh, So that was definitely something that attracted me, you know, versus the startup space where you definitely have to do a lot of the same type of cross-functional work, but you don't have the industry expertise. You don't have the name brand recognition. And, you know, ZL carried a lot of that stuff with it. Absolutely. What are some of the, for lack of a better word, I guess, mistakes that you see companies making um, that, in your mind, they should not know better, but, you know, that you think that are easily avoidable and maybe could be an educational segment of this podcast? Well, you know, it's very easy to, you know, uh, beat up on corporations. You know, they're easy targets. I would say a lot of them are actually doing pretty good work and interesting work in this regard, Um, you know, especially the ones that are on the cutting edge, like, you know, some of the bigger pharmaceutical customers that we work with or banks, you know, they're always, they're willing to put their best foot forward on this stuff because it's relatively low cost compared to the rest of their operations. And they know that, you know, they could get hit with pretty big fines or they could lose an important case. So, you know, I would say that the big players are sort of the ones that, if, you, if I was running a smaller company, I would look towards them for some guidance. But, you know, I, I would say some of the biggest mistakes, I, I think, kind of go back to what we were talking about before, about, you know, not integrating uh, data silos quickly, not being sort of uh, proactive about compliance needs, sort of pushing compliance and legal to the back burner and, and instead of mixing it with the importance of business processes and, and revenue-generating processes, because that tends to be the focus, obviously, is stuff that brings in money. But it's also important to cut costs and, you know, prevent future costs. So I would say that, you know, just valuing the importance of this is hard. I don't fault any company for not knowing exactly how much to spend on this, but that might be something that, you know, companies can start to get a bit more quantitative about and get a bit more rigorous around, uh, about is how much money to spend on this type of thing. Uh, because resources are always going to be limited, but the more money, the more resources you can bring to bear, you know, the better off you're going to be from a compliance point of view, from a discovery point of view. Um, you know, even from a records classification and management point of view, that data can then be made available for, you know, business-driven analytics. So a lot of this back office type stuff is, is really actually important for the front office, but sometimes either the motivation isn't there or the communication channels internally haven't been set up properly. But, you know, like I said, I think a lot of companies are doing really good work in this regard, and obviously there, there's improvements to be made, but companies are definitely thinking about it more than they were 10, 15 years ago. 
Definitely. And with the 20 years of experience that VL Tech has, you know, it's such a great base for companies who are looking for these specific solutions because you guys have seen most things that have happened. You've seen it all. And and you will have a better idea of where the industry is going as well. So, you know, where, what challenges do you see coming up in the future uh, for companies that and then maybe what are some of the, the new services and resources that ZL Tech will be rolling out? Yeah, so I would say the first one is, is sort of the buzzword of the year is GDPR, uh, but more generally, you know, pr- privacy-related uh, legislation. I think companies are, are starting to come to grips with, you know, public demands for a certain amount of control over their own data while also trying to figure out, you know, how do we actually make this work with our business model? Like, how do we actually still turn a profit if we can't collect certain information? So I think that's obviously sort of the perennial problem that some companies, especially like Facebook, Google, they're going to be facing over the next few years. Um, but I think part of that, too, is it's, it's of anything, the bigger companies are pretty well suited because, you know, like I brought up before, they actually are on the cutting edge. It's the smaller, newer companies that might have a bit more trouble, you know, architecting a business uh, model that's both profitable and compliant. So, you know, I could see those being pretty big challenges. And the other, you know, I think big challenge, another big buzzword as well is, you know, the AI machine learning aspect, um, how that mixes in with defensibility and compliance. Because you might get better predictive accuracy, you might get you know less false positives. But if you can't explain or you can't articulate why certain things are either classified or acted upon in a certain way, um, that might not be great from a legal point of view. So, so knowing how machine learning and AI are going to come into whether it's compliance or, or litigation, I think that that hasn't been fully you know dealt with or understood yet. And I think it's just going to take a lot more time and a lot more data before we can really you know come up with good answers for those questions. Absolutely. So. If a company wants to come and use your service, uh, walk us through a little bit about how that would how that would look and feel for that company. Yeah, so um, you know, one of the first things that we would do with any company that we work with is we get a sense of the size of their environment. So, you know, what what are we working with? Emails? Are we working with files? Instant messages? You know, at, at what level? You know, how many of these do they want to ingest? How often? Those are the kind of questions we start with. But you know, obviously, we, we do some strategic considerations as well you know, we'll adjust the product or we'll add certain features to the product based on a customer's need because we really target bigger, more developed companies. So, if you know, if a large pharma or a large bank wants a certain feature, that's probably a good sign for us to develop that feature. Um, so that's one that we pride ourselves on as well is working really tightly with some of the leaders in these industries, but in the, at the firms, you know, not at vendors, but the firms that we work with uh, because there's a lot of expertise, there's a lot of, you know, knowledge from them as well that helps us when we either add new features or change existing features. Um, so that's definitely, you know, an important component of, of the sales relationship is setting those expectations and actually delivering on those promises. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like any other vendor product. So if we're on-premise, you know, we would help them configure their hardware and buy the hardware, install the software. Uh, for our cloud customers, you know, we, we would do a lot more of that work for them. Um, we would do some maintenance for them as well in the cloud. And then, of course, we also have some hybrid customers, and that would involve some more, you know, professional services work. But, you know, if they wanted to host the actual application on site but have the UI in the cloud or have the, you know, database or the vault in the cloud, those are things that we can work with. So, you know, having that flexibility, I think, is probably the most important thing. And then having that close customer relationship when we do feature design and, you know, feature enhancements is, is also really important for that process. And do you have any case studies or successful client studies or that you'd like to to share with everyone? Well, um, we're, we don't normally disclose, you know, who our clients are, but, you know, I'd be happy to talk about some of the pharmaceutical customers that I work with, you know, just not by name. Uh, so I work Absolutely. with you know, two of the larger, you know, life science and pharma companies in the country. 
Um, and I typically work, I work with one on, on records management um, and file management, and the other one I work with on e-discovery. Um, and, you know, from a, from a case point of view, one of the things to, to think about for, for e-discovery is just the, uh, the resources available. You know, if you're trying to search across the entire enterprise, uh, there are going to be limits that you hit, you know, whether you're searching, you know, a couple hundred billion emails or files, that can actually, you know, hit up to some tight resource constraints. So, you know, any improvements that you make, have to be, you know, weighted against how much it's going to cost you to, to make those improvements. But part of the problem is, and this is something that I, I found really interesting when I was working with this client, was even if we wanted to improve our search performance by a couple percent, that isn't always in line with what they want. You know, for them, yeah, the search finishes in 20, 20 minutes sooner than it would have otherwise, but the maybe let's say uh, if we had gone with one of the changes we were thinking about, we would have actually returned more results in the search, but the search would be done faster. But for them, that, that actually cost them much more time than the 20 minutes saved on the search because they had 100 more documents to go through. So it's, it's that kind of thing that can be really interesting when you're working with clients is where are the priorities, where is the business, you know, where's the business focus, where is the, the technology focus, and how do you, you know, communicate those things and, and balance them? Because, you know, we're more focused on the technology, the performance, uh, the consistency, the reliability. But what if, you know, something happens – uh, where we improve the performance, but it actually affects their workflow. So, you know, we have to constantly be communicating with our customers and keeping those, um, you know, needs in, in, in our, you know, in our plans and make sure that we're not stepping on toes or, you know, over-promising or under-promising, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that that all makes complete sense. What are some of the, the biggest lessons that, that you have learned by working in this space? Great question. So I, I would go back to the, the case that I just mentioned. So, you know, it, what you see as an improvement might not be an improvement to someone else. You know, you mm -hmm. might say, oh, you know, we, we increase the speed 10%, but if it you know, has other downstream consequences, that might not matter. So that's, you know, one thing I've definitely learned. Another is just, you know, about distributed systems in general, large kind of enterprise scale applications. They are not, it's not like installing, you know, uh, like a FaceTime or, you know, just opening up Facebook. It does take a lot more work to, to get these things to work properly. But the benefit is once they work, they're really consistent. The reporting is, it, you know, it's compliant, you have audit trails. So it's one of those things where, you know, my first day at ZL, I opened up the application, I didn't really know what to do. But, you know, now a year, a couple of years later, you know, I'm able to easily kind of open up the application, configure it however I want. Um, and that's really powerful. And our customers have that ability as well. It just takes some time to train them and set them up. But once they have the tool, you know, there's a lot that they can do with it. They're constantly adding, you know, you know I have customers that will buy new modules or they'll, they'll use a new part of a module they already have. So you know, I really enjoy that as well as kind of learning with the customer um, and, and teaching them because, you know, I always liked teaching when I was, you know, I tutored, you know, in school and I just really liked having that um, connection with the customer. I think it's really important for, you know, the long-term health of the relationship. Absolutely. I mean, learning is, is the basis of, of our human connection and also the basis, you know, to propel ourselves into the future. It's, it's a very important step with any company. And it's fun. So. Exactly. Learning is fun. <laughs> um, I know that ZL Tech goes to a lot of different events. So what kind of events do you have coming up uh, that you'd like to talk about? So actually, I am not super privy to all the events that we have coming up. Um, I can definitely send, send you some info if you wanted to you know, put that in the, the podcast description. But I actually recently Absolutely. did an event called the DSF. Um, we have another one, I think, coming up called uh, InfoSec. And I'll be speaking at that one as well. Um, so th those are the two most recent. It was DSF back in, I believe that was in May, and then InfoSec, which is coming up in October. But we might have some other events, but th those are the two big ones. 
So you're going to be speaking at InfoSec, and that one is, I believe, in, you said October, and it's in Washington, D.C. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. All right. Well, our listeners, if you're in Washington, D.C., you're going to be there in October. You should definitely check that out. So what is the best way for, for people who are interested in learning more or connecting with you guys or eventually maybe going to an event? What is the preferred way for people to get in touch with you? So you, you can go to our website and uh, reach out to us uh, from there. You can also come up to us at our booths at, uh, you know, ARMA later in the year, um, InfoSec. You know, we'll, we'll be on the floor. We'll have, you know, sales reps and, and marketing professionals that you can talk to and, you know, learn a little bit more about the industry and about the product. Um, you can also look us up on LinkedIn. Uh, so there, there are a number of options and ways, places to find us. Uh, we're kind of you know, pretty active on LinkedIn, posting articles, publishing our blog posts, that kind of thing. So if you want to learn more about whether it's information governance, information security, it's a great source for that. Fantastic. And your website is www.zlti.com, correct? Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for, for really giving us a lot of really important information to think about and giving us some insight into ZL Tech and all the solutions and services you guys are providing. Yeah, thank you for giving me the time. I enjoyed it a lot. That is Michael Powell. He is the Solutions Consultant at ZL Technologies. Their website, one more time, is zlti.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.